I'm gonna put that original Stephen LeBron radio drop for this episode just for you, bro. Oh, I've been missing. Thank it. you, Stephen LeBron just- radio. <laughs> Stephen LeBron William Lou, welcome back to the podcast. How's it going, man? I'm chilling, you know, waiting for the NBA to come back like everyone else. Yeah, are you excited or what? I, I got nothing else in my life, so um, yes. <laughs> I thought you were like a wholesome dude. You're not reading Marikami right now? <laughs> no, I haven't had a lot of time to read, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just, you know, life's busy, weirdly enough. But, uh, you know, when, when the Raptors are back, then I get to focus most of my time on that instead of actual important things. And I kind of miss that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so before we even get to the Raptors, Tillman Fertitta, uh, six of his restaurants are doing delivery at Disney World. I don't know if you saw this. <laughs> wait, are you? Wait, is this a joke? Oh, the food looks bad. No. Uh, okay. So this is because of the food situation that's happening. So the league has approved for six restaurants to provide delivery service. Uh, Morton's, Palm, Saltgrass, Del Fresco's, The Ocean Air, and Joe's Crab Shack. And someone on Twitter pointed out that they're all owned by Tillman Fertitta. <laughs> Man, how did the NBA let this guy into the league? Like, he just seems, he's like the brokest millionaire possible, like billionaire possible, man. Like, yo, how is he so broke? Yo, Tillman Fertitta might be Asian. He's Yo, so stingy. This is um, yeah, I was gonna say this is unbelievable, man. So he's telling James Harden if you want a steak, you're taking out of your salary. Like he's charging LeBron delivery fees to pay Daniel House. This Yo. is what he's actually doing. Damn. Damn. Oh, he's gonna man. yeah, he's this gonna is... he's gonna cut play he's gonna cut Bruno if he doesn't tip well. <laughs> Yo, honestly, the NBA is kind of embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, um, I I don't know, man. I I don't really know how the NBA got by so far by being like the woke league. And I think maybe it's just the players themselves have done a lot of work because the rest of the actual organizations have not. Like the biggest thing is like Adam Silver got Donald Sterling out of the paint. It's like, okay, cool. (laughs) But like he was in the paint for like 30 years and like, you know, um, just being really, really racist and all that stuff. So it's, it's, um, yeah. I mean, I, I just hope the players are good. Um, the meals look really depressing. I'm, I'm not even kidding. The Yahoo lunches look better than this, like way better. <laughs> and um, Dan Tolman's not charging me to eat the, the the media lunch. So I mean, honestly, yo, even the Raptors media lunch looks better than that, man. Like I, I literally like the the free hot dog look, looks more with, with the with the toppings that I put you on. Like I feel like that has more appeal than some of these like. Yo, like the kernels of corn with just like sandwiched in between the asparagus. I'm like, bro, this is pure airplane food. No, you can't ask millionaires, uh, players to risk their lives and fly to this bubble and then hit them with that meal. Like, like what else did they get? Did uh, did the maid like uh, do an elephant with the paper towels on the bed for them? Like, I wonder what else they got as like a welcome gift. <laughs> uh no it's just <laughs> it's just yeah i don't know man <laughs> this is it's it's really sad it's it's really sad i mean you would think the nba would be better at organizing this but and i think they maybe they will be eventually but um right now they got to take all these l's 
it's bad. No, the food is supposed to get better, but uh, it doesn't matter. It's not a good first look. Also, um, the Brooklyn Nets signing Jamal Crawford mm. and Michael Beasley. All I'm saying is they have one more spot. Jeremy Lin on the Brooklyn Nets. Thoughts? Um, I mean, the last time he was on the Brooklyn Nets, um, you got me a bobblehead with Jeremy Lin on it. And, you know, honestly, in, in keeping with his Nets career, like his, the, the arm of the bobblehead fell off really quickly. And, it, shit, come and on, Jeremy man. was really injured with the Nets. I remember when he tore his ACL, um, there was a camera that was like right in his face. He was right on the baseline. And he looked into the camera and he says, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. And I, I think I turned that, that video of him doing that into a, a, a Twitter meme where I said me every Saturday going to Chinese school. And you I, did, and I was I was surprisingly silent on Twitter that day. <laughs> it's like when white reporters suddenly don't see tweets about diversity. <laughs> oh fuck, man! Yeah, just so long. I had I had to look away. I can't believe you use Jeremy's injury for uh, seven hundred retweets. Uh, yeah, it didn't even do that much, but um, uh, it felt very true to me because that was my experience. It, it did feel like every time I went to Chinese school, I tore my ACL, so I can learn about um. I don't know, man. <laughs> Chinese history, I guess. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to email someone at Tiger Bomb and show them one of the run it back videos that somehow got 20K views and see mm. if they'll send us some hoodies. Yeah, okay. I mean, I could give it to my parents. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just give us a sweater. No. The sweater looks nice. It legit looks nice. The, the sweater is really nice. And I can't get you hats. I've gotten you hats in the past and you can't wear them. Um, yeah, I mean, you, I think... I'm not sure if you saw me, but I, I did. I, I have started wearing the immigrant hat you got me. But the thing oh, is, like, what? But you had to pull all the straps in the back. Though. <laughs> yeah, so it's a snapback. <laughs> the thing is, so I can either wear it on the front, like facing the bill facing forward, if I unzip all the all the snaps. But then if I wear it like reverse, like if I put my hat backwards, then I can actually fit on two straps. I don't know how this is possible, but it does fit my head specifically, and so I am doing it when I'm like. If I'm riding a bike or whatever, I'll, I'll put this on just so my hair doesn't get in my head. But um, now I've adjusted to this headband look. So, yeah, I, I probably am off hats again. Did you wear hats growing up? No. No, I was always, like, disproportionately large. Like, there's, like, a, a vivid memory. Every time I come on this podcast, I just tell more life stories. So, Will Chan has more <laughs> content to, to post on Running Back. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I switched schools in grade four. And then the first day I got there... There was this like class clown kind of like bully guy who like, um, I don't know, the first day he got there, he was like, he ran out the window, which it was like on one floor. So you can just hop out the window and he's right on the grass. But he hopped out the window and then started pointing at me and saying, pumpkin head, pumpkin head. <laughs> so I was like, all right, welcome to, uh, welcome to Westmount Jr. <laughs> wow was that was that an ongoing nickname or just a one-time incident? oh no no man i mean like blockhead um spongebob because i was yellow as well um <laughs> wow it was like t- so there was levels there was levels to these jokes yeah like tv head like just like i, I don't know man I've, I've had every big head joke uh made at my expense so um yeah I, i'm just used to it by this point man yeah, speaking of Will Chan, um, you know, I guess I remember now the the soccer player he wanted me to shout out. It's a uh, Paolo Maldini. Oh wow! Okay, uh, yeah. Throwback. So, because because I posted a photo of him in like an Italian jersey fit 
on Instagram, and he's like, you better give him as much respect as you did Cafu. No, no, Paolo Maldini is great, man. One of the all-time Italian legends. I'm not sure if he made it into caches like Mount Rushmore or I guess what the Italian equivalent of Mount Rushmore is, but the Sistine Chapel of... of... Come on, (laughs) I've been sending... I've been posting so much like Italy stuff uh, on IG just uh, just for Cash's respect Mm. that I've officially rebranded myself as the Paisan Rachel Dolezal. That's what I told (laughs) you. Okay. Yo, yo. Speaking of uh, speaking of uh, you know, fake paisans, um, when are you gonna have that uh, Savelle versus Cash two <laughs> Oh yeah, Come on, um, the streets. Yeah, that kind of dropped off. So I had this whole grand idea of like editing clips from their episodes uh-huh. to make it sound like a wrestling feud. That's way too much work to, like, for you to do, man. Yeah, so that it's way too much work. So that I've been putting it off for six weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I'll have them back on. Okay. Um, right. it, it, you know, it just um, it's not a time for conflict right now. You know. Oh, okay. So, all right. Cool. Yeah, I had all to right. back off. Maybe we'll have them for the finale. Um, I'm gonna put that original Stephen LeBron radio drop for this episode just for you, bro. Oh, I've been missing. Thank that. you, Stephen LeBron just, radio. <laughs> just for you. 25 episodes left, bro. We gotta watch one more. Yo, movie. there's still 25, bro. I thought you were almost. <laughs> yo, 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 I was checking my spreadsheet and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Holy it's shit, like I could bro. just stop this tomorrow. Bro, um, you, you've honestly you you you're close because I, I I keep track on my of the Raptors or everything podcast and it, I'm I just put up episode one forty two today, so you're close, <laughs> man. I don't know how you did it in like two months, but maybe I should catch you. Uh, this is what happens when a pandemic happens. We got to watch one more movie though. All right. Um, I don't know what that movie's gonna be. I mean, it's definitely gonna be something real Asian. Maybe we should do Parasite. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there's much to talk about with Parasite. That's though. true. Yeah. Are you into Bruce Lee? I've been very into Bruce Lee lately. I, as I'm, I'm not, reading I'm not, his book. You know, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Bruce Lee is generational. Like, I just like missed the boat on that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't go back and watch a lot of those movies. So I actually would like to watch one and review it. Because, like, you know, for my generation, <clears throat> I hate to say this, but Jackie Chan and Jet Li were my Bruce Lees. Yeah, so, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I No, like, Bruce Lee was... Before my time, too, uh, despite how old I am. Okay, okay let's wow. do let's do Enter the Dragon. I watched that yeah, okay, recently, sure. and I think you'll enjoy that one. Um, and I've been reading a biography about him, so I can uh, bring all the facts about him. All right. Fascinating guy, actually, because um, he bounced back and forth between Hollywood and Hong Kong, because Hollywood just basically wouldn't have him. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty fucked up, man. Um, I mean, I, I don't think people talk about it enough, like the, the amount of, like, the outright discrimination um that asians have faced in america the amount of white actors who did yellow face uh yeah well that too um yellow face is 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 wild is is really wild because why did you do that <laughs> <laughs> yo the amount of discrimination the level of discrimination is wild <sighs> on yellow face like you really just can't cast an asian guy for an asian role like can you imagine that yeah, I mean, I, you read about all these stories, right? Like of, of like what these Asian actors went through um, in in like the seventies and stuff like that. Like, um, there's this woman, I forget what her name was, but she played the grandma in um, Aquafina's new show, Nora from Queens, and whatever. The show was actually not that great, I, I thought, but um, the grandma was definitely a standout. She was super hilarious, and like you, you hear about her stories about what she had to go through in the seventies and stuff like that, um, just being like an, an extra and just like 
I don't even know how people carved out a career. It was super racist. Um, but yeah, I mean, now Asians are, you know, are really rich and uh, people wonder if Asians are minorities. So it's uh, it, it's it's been funny to, to, to see the whole um, progression. So we're trying to avoid actual basketball Raptors content. This is tricky because I'm not trying to uh, duplicate content that we would otherwise do on oh, Run okay, It Back. Wow. That's a first. So this might... This might turn this might turn into that one run it back episode, and Will Chan will know when we impersonated uh, Raptors players and media members. <laughs> this might be the podcast version of that. Do you I remember know. who we impersonated? We impersonated Louis Zaltzman. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I mean Louis asks very specific questions, man. Like he always comes in and he's like, um, "What do you think about the way O'Shea Brissett stunts in the lane before recovering to the perimeter?" And it's like a game against the Hawks. And it's pregame. And, I, you know, he's just, I appreciate Lewis for it, man. I mean, that Raps Republic pipe, uh, talent pipeline is very strong. There's a lot more people coming through that line. And, and Lewis is next up. But, um, yeah, he asked some specific questions. And he has um, a great, uh, a great uh, mustache, I guess. Yeah, he does have a great mustache. Raptors Republic is like Raptors 905, man. The pipeline. Yo, listen. Um, shout out to uh, Zarar. Shout out to... Um, you know, Blake, just like they've really run a really good program there. And um, it's awesome. And I, I owe so much of my life to them. Uh, Raptors Republic or People's Republic, though, if you had to choose. Um, Man, that's that's come on, man. That's that's impossible for me to ask. I mean, come on. I love when you stammer when you don't have a statement ready. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, can, can I can I ever go against the People's Republic? Probably not. So uh... <laughs> I will say this, though, in 2008. I went to China, um, and um, it was very difficult to get around the firewall. And for some reason, Raptors Republic were banned in China, um, which I, I don't understand why that would be the case. But um, yeah, so I had to go to an internet cafe and go on a firewall, sort of proxy, like a VPN kind of thing, so that I can read about the Raptors uh, trading for Jermaine O'Neal. And uh, how that how that would fit Jermaine O'Neal with Chris Bosh and Andrea Bargnani. So I've been both Raps Republic and People's Republic for a very long time. All right, that's a perfect answer. All right, so ten things I miss about the Raptors, and I'm not allowed to do anything actual basketball related. So honorable mentions to um, uh, Matt Thomas propaganda, mm. uh, to Roven, and to Jim San, uh, aka the Sandman. The Sandman. Uh, yeah, they they barely made the list. Do you know anything about Jim Sand? No, not at all. Like he just he's just there. He's apparently been with the Raptors before, so this is his second run with the Raptors. And I think he might have worked with Terrence Davis on his shooting. But yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, it's just Jim Sand, baby. He's just there. Um, he's like the perfect assistant coach. I feel like when you imagine an assistant coach, you imagine Jim Sand. Yeah, uh, being an assistant is actually a pretty nice job, I feel like. Yeah, that is, I, I mean, I guess so. Um, why? Why would you say that? I mean, like, you don't have to do media. Uh, people don't really know you. Um, but you get to work on an NBA team, and you, you're you probably a millionaire, right? How much do uh, assistants make? I feel like a millionaire. I mean, damn. Maybe I got to switch careers. Yeah, if, like Adrian Griffin's got to be making at least a million dollars, I feel like. Okay, that, that's 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 one thing, but like you know, like how much was Jeremy Castleberry making? Well, 
Yeah, well, I'm sure Kawhi's giving him a percentage too. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, actually, that's not the right guy to ask. Well, I wonder how much TV Tom Sterner made. You know? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Anyways, we need to um, turn Jim San into an internet sensation, just okay. like how Keyshawn is trying to turn Stanley Johnson. Yo, what is that about, man? Like, wh- why? Why are you doing this, man? We need to win games. <laughs> this guy's really like, yo, Stanimal. Stanimal instinct. <laughs> um, oh, only man. because we did some research into this. Um, Stanley Johnson shot 33% at the at the G League level this year. So, yeah. At the G League, which he volunteered to go to. Yeah, he didn't tell anybody. He was just like, yo, I'm, I'm going to be there. <laughs> Like, okay. The Raptors PR account didn't even send out uh, a note a notification because they we, didn't can, even know. Can we talk about how Nick Nurse spent the whole entire year pretending like Stanley didn't exist? Like what? Like I, I don't <laughs> outside of slandering him like this in training camp, I don't think he ever talked about Stanley ever again. The whole season. Yeah. Yeah, he never mentions him. And Nick loves to mention guys, right? Oh, he's always like, uh you, and you know, of course we're, we're dealing with injuries. Uh Pat McCaw has been out with a sprained ankle. And it's like, oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, he'll talk about O'Shea Brissett. He'll talk about you know, um, Malcolm Miller, Chris Boucher. All these guys will get talked about. But I don't know, man. It's like Stanley's not there. You know, it's not a good working environment for Stanley, to be honest. Like Nick is bullying him a little bit. Mm. Wow. But yeah, I mean, I'm not at the same time, though, if you can't develop, if you can't develop with the Raptors, then you know that looks bad. That looks bad. There's still time, though. He's 24. Okay. Um, okay, let's get to this list. So, number one thing I miss about the Raptors, uh, Herbie Kuhn, mm. uh, and just you know, as an addendum in general, just the Scotiabank Arena crowd. Um, I know you've been rewatching some games. I've been rewatching some games uh, this week from the season, and just really generally just miss the sports uh, arena environment. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know who's always on your list too, but you know, he's got to get a shout out. Um, but yeah, it just a, I, I mean, I, it's, they make for a good, just like environment They make for a good crowd. I think game ops could probably use some adjustments just cause like, I feel like I'm, I'm getting to that age now where the music is a little too loud. I don't know what it's like for you. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I don't, yeah, I, just, I don't need to hear it that loud. Um, it, you know, it, it obscures my screaming from, um, media row about miss foul calls, but, um, yeah, and then of course I miss I miss I miss Herbie just because like I don't think I watch a lot of other games. I don't think other people and like other PA announcers at other arenas intentionally go out of their way to mispronounce names. So um, shout out to Herbie for that. Uh, and yeah, I think he used to do. Didn't he used to do the player intros too back in the day? I think so before Strizzy, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, I think it was Herbie, right? So like you're telling me beforehand. It was him just like constantly mispronouncing Andrea Bargnani. Like every single game, was like and starting at center. You know the 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 uh, the prima pasta man from Italy, uh, Andrea Bargnani. Like I don't like. Come on, man. That can't be every day. Like you got to fight someone for that. Like you got to go to Sounds HR like or something. Even Super Mario World, man. <laughs> he kind of looks like a Super Mario character, to be honest. He really does. <laughs> like you go down one of those tunnels and you see him. It's a bonus stage. Oh. Oh, oh man why are we slandering herbie man i love herbie is, is he isn't he asian too maybe yeah we have to check uh yeah okay. he yeah he might be uh, um all right, all right let's not speak back. on it until we confirm um no good on herbie man no i just miss um i miss the crowds in general if you were to make a prediction when do you think the next time there will be fans at scotia bank arena um 
I'd say playoffs of 2021. Yeah, I'm optimistic. I mean, maybe regular season doesn't get played with fans in attendance, but I think in by the time the playoffs, hopefully that's you're giving coronavirus a year and a half to develop a, a, a vaccine. Um, and hopefully when that comes out, then I think crowds will be back. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. Hopefully we get a vaccine for all of this before uh, before that time, before the playoffs. Yeah, or it's possible America just doesn't exist anymore by then. Oh, yeah, um, well, I mean, that's really the holdup, man. It's really just that the fact that America is really like, like what's yo, wrong the with states, this country, The man? states is so annoying, man. Yeah. Like, cause like you look, look at the NHL. They're like, all right, Canada's like mostly fine. Like we're going to, we're going to come to Canada. Obviously there's still cases and you want to be careful, but we can put the bubble in Canada and, and it makes a lot of sense. Whereas in the States, it's just, it's terrible. Like, bro, I'm not, I don't even want to slander third world countries, but like the States is acting like a third world country, man. It's, it's unfortunate. And it's not oh, even yeah, the US. And most third world countries are third world countries because of uh, US imperialism. So um, I don't, I wonder why the States is also subject to the same things. Yeah, there's uh, there's no one uh, with more expertise on world history than you, man. You always educate <laughs> me um, on, on imperialism. Yeah, let's, and, do uh, episode of, let's do an episode on the opium war, man. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, come on, man. Yo, it's like one of those, like, uh, those, like, history pods. Didn't Malcolm Gladwell do one? <laughs> it's like 300 episodes. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Or when Japan took over Hong Kong. All right, let's not get into this, man. So next on the list, uh, miss the player intros, like you mentioned. Um, Mm. Just guys doing um, all of their exercise routines uh, when Kyle's getting introduced. Just all the little things, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, that Kyle routine, I feel like that... Do you think that has to be changed? Just because of like... Like maybe Corona, but also maybe just because it it feels super weird. Like if it's a completely empty gym, like this AAU environment. <laughs> yeah, and- yeah, I'm thinking about it. It looks kind of stupid if there's no one in there. <laughs> I was gonna say there's no Screezy. There's I'm sure he's not one of the 37 people that have to send. Um, there's no music. There's just like a commentary, and then you just see Kyle Larry just by himself, like everyone doing weird exercise. I mean, it'll be fun. It'd be, it might be funnier um, in that context, but yeah, that might have to be put on hiatus which is a which is a damn shame because that's one of the best um intros you know like i aside from russell westbrook dancing with cameron Payne randomly um, i can't think of that many other great intros obviously lebron with the chalk toss but kyle's got a really unique intro which is kind of rare in sports lebron used to do really like elaborative routines too like his first time around on cleveland when he was like just getting started like they would pretend to take like group photos or like when Shaq was there, they would pretend to like roll, I think roll him as like a bowling ball. And then they would all fall over. <laughs> okay, and this okay. is why they would just lose in the second round every year. Mike Brown is like, can you guys please take this seriously? Our second best player is Delonte West. This is an issue, man. Shaq literally can physically roll. That's that's not what you want out of an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, number three, uh, just watching you lose your shit on Media Row. Uh, really miss that. Really miss that signature pounding the table when the Raptors call a timeout mm. after a missed defensive assignment. <laughs> uh, what have you been channeling your anger towards uh, without the Raptors? Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe U.S. imperialism. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's always been burning, though. Um, no, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I think it's actually been more peaceful that way. Like, I think there's been less of it. Like, you know, the funny thing is when I've been doing these rewatches, I have been getting mad just 
at a rewatch, which I think is just like I have to like catch myself and be like, what's wrong with you? You know the Raptors are going to win this game. Um, you, you know this game's not happening live. And you definitely know nothing you can, you're doing right now affects anything that's happening. So um, that's been strange. But um, I think I've actually probably left a, lived a little bit more peaceful life um, without going to the arena and, and, and um, banging tables. But also at the same time, like, I also just miss like that media role environment because I feel like, you know, I'm not sure what the rest of you guys feel like, but um, I think it does kind of raise the energy a little bit. You know, when we have the right group there, um, I know Joe Wolfon gets into it too. Um, Cash less so, but, you know, I, I know Cash is a feisty guy for sure. Um, you know, Big V also getting into the mix as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I just uh, I missed a group. And then Ashley just sitting there um, quietly while she's editing, you know, Austin Matthews. Um, <laughs> and then she always misses the fourth quarter because she has to go downstairs yeah she has she, i was gonna say she's one of the only people that left during kyle Lowry's 30 point comeback <laughs> she did i specifically remember that and i'm just sitting there with my uh meme uh google doc uh <laughs> trying to see when i can use a uh, baby yoda again <laughs> that's unbelievable man why, why why do you have a whole document when you only have like three jokes <laughs> yep 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 you have the common meme <laughs> you have you have baby yoda for a while then you had uncut gems assorted and uncut that's gems. it that was and it, it's man. crazy and it's crazy because i'm still rolling with those right now uh no i've been i've been replenishing i'll be back i really went from trying to chase prestige bylines to just uh tweeting baby yoda uh this uh this industry can take you to uh a lot of different places what is your mount rushmore what is your sistine chapel of uh raptors media row members oh man Oh, this is so tough. This is tough. So I got to, obviously you're there. Um, yeah, you have no choice though. So yeah. let's take me off. Okay, uh, so okay. then you can name four others. Okay. 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 All right. I'm taking, I'm taking Joe Wolfon um, with the first pick. What does Joe, what does Joe Wolfon bring to the table for you? Joe Wolfon, I know me and him vibe spiritually. All right. So we'll both like. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. get into this. It's all that ultimate Frisbee that we've been playing, you know, like. <laughs> We're, just, we're all about that spirit of the, the, the disc or whatever. Um, no, but I, I know we vibe in the same way because, uh, A, we're both, like, really meticulous in terms of, like, what we're watching for and stuff like that. You know, like, Joe Wolfhound will be like, oh, man, the angle of that screen was completely wrong. And I'll be like, exactly. You know, like, I, I for some reason, I want someone else there who watches it in, in, in with that much detail and precision uh, and, and, I guess, nerdery. But, um the other thing is, I just you know, not not to flame Wolf on it because I think it's it's past this point. But um, we were so we used to work together at the score, uh, both on the news team before we transitioned to the features team. Um, but yeah, we used to both be on the news team on, for the NBA, and we were covering Game One, twenty eighteen, um, Raptors Cavaliers second round. And at the end of that game, obviously you have Demar or you have uh, Fred missing that open three, and then you have. You know, JV missing the tip. I think CJ Miles got a tip into as well. Uh, and, you know, that getting to overtime. And I just remember that Wolfon got so mad at that moment. He got up from his chair. And so basically the score office on the new side was like basically like a library. Right? There's a bunch of like computers and everything like that. Everyone's just working quietly. Obviously, everyone's watching the game and reacting. But like, you know, um, Wolfon saw that happen, got really mad, picked up his backpack and like slammed it across the office. <laughs> And then on top of that, so we gathered everything, we quieted it down. And then when the game ended and they lost, we sent out a quick alert. And then we, I think we all went out for a smoke just to like, 
just to like calm down because it was so upsetting. And I think we got into a bit of uh, we got into a lot of shit at work for it. Um, obviously, we 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 worked past that since, and I think Wolfon has been, you know, a, an incredible asset for the score, and he's he's done great content. But um, yeah, I just know that he him and I vibe in the same. You know what I mean? We're, we're we vibe that same frequency, as Nick Nurse would say. So I'm picking him first overall. Um, I'm not sure if you ever heard that story. But. No, shout out to Wolfon by the way. Um, I know we were grilling him pretty hard last time. Uh, you know about his white. Uh, person interrogation now wolfon's a great dude man yeah and, um getting chills there finally got a score bullpen story oh, on man. this podcast oh that wasn't oh. no that wasn't even in the war room man that was just out with <laughs> oh, the rest man. of the office <laughs> that was the issue and that shit happened all the time in the war room but no one was seeing <laughs> that was right in the was open, the, was the cigarette you smoked american spirit uh no no i i forgot who supplied it but um i don't yeah it was I, it was john chick uh, Chick was definitely there, <laughs> but you know, John Chick prefers cigarellos for some reason. One time he left the really? work. Really? Yeah, he doesn't time... strike me as a cigarello guy at all. Yeah, one time he left uh, the, the the score work party, like a Christmas party, or whatever, um, and we were on King West, and he left for like a solid half hour, and we we're like, "Where did Chick go?" And he came back with this like blueberry cigarello, and um, I was just shocked he didn't seem like a man who he seemed like a man who smoked american spirit but um no he, he prefers uh blueberry cigarellos apparently so it it must have been a trend in hong kong um no his voice sounds like american spirit cigarettes man oh fuck uh, <laughs> shout out john chick man uh definitely knows where the bodies are buried uh might have buried them himself uh, um all right so joe wolfon is number mm-hmm. one on your sistine chapel list um yeah. who's next um Gotta take Big V. Gotta take Big V. Um, just like a with shorts, with shorts. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, he, he wouldn't come to the arena with shorts though. I mean, I don't know, man. The, now that the season is more in the summertime, I I would not rule it out if if you uh, if you if you if you catch Big V in a scrum with with flip flops on, I, I, you know, don't be surprised. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna just shout out. I'm gonna shout out uh, V's calves uh, really quick, just because okay. I, I legit have mentioned his calves. Uh, every episode this week mm. and i don't know how that happened but okay so you got big v as yeah. your second pick uh what does big v bring to the table um you know just like a again like a guy who's very insightful um watches the game with a lot of passion as well um and yeah he's just you know a cool dude to be around good vibes i don't know man if the game gets boring maybe we talk epl instead but yeah i mean <laughs> It's just nice, you know. Big V is always good, good for the energy. Um, I would say third pick, surprise, maybe a surprise pick to some, but I would take Dan Reynolds. Yeah, Reynolds is great in the in the in the PR um, area. Uh, he's he, he's always got great um, great vintage clothes. Like, well, yeah, I think Reynolds is the only guy who isn't a like really old or b really into vintage that ends up wearing vintage. <laughs> yeah like it's not it's not like a concerted effort to go no, vintage he just somehow has all this adult clothing from 1980 but is now wearing it in earnest now as like a 30 40 year old and um yeah i mean i guess he's not 40 i don't want to put that on him he's a 30 year old but yeah i mean he's always there you know with his little flat cap um <laughs> and he he's also a guy who gets really fired up i, I really appreciate that and you know just uh 
I, I think he maybe I'm not knocking his professionalism or anything like that. I would never do that. But um, I just think that he takes it a little bit less seriously than everyone else there because he's one of the few people that doesn't rely on that as the job. Like that's just a passion for him because he's obviously right. in the daytime figuring out where to put bike lanes on Bloor and uh, stuff like that and, and, and how to make the TTC more accessible. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what else the city planner does, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we could talk politics, we could talk whatever, we could talk about, you know, him writing screenplays and also just, just the guy who gets really into the game. So taking um, Reynolds and then the fourth pick, this is tough. Obviously there's a lot of people I might be snubbing here, um, but I might take Blake only in the sense that, so it actually sucks watching a game with Blake because he's so invested in the game. He doesn't want to get bothered. He's so, I mean, have you sat with Blake and seen his notes? I've sat with Blake and I always feel bad when I like, make a joke <laughs> yeah like in the middle of a play because and he won't reply to me for like 23 seconds because i know he has to jot everything down first yeah no he, i don't understand man blake is like an advanced scout like <laughs> or, or blake or blake will be like who set that back screen was it yeah. austin rivers or daniel house and i'll be like i don't know man i'm trying to see if this baby yoda thing will move <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he's so intense about it um he, you, you can't knock him off his focus. But I kind of enjoy that because there were a couple of times throughout the playoffs where we got to sit together in Milwaukee. Uh, we got to sit together in, um, in a couple of those games at, at, at the Oracle in Golden State. And, man, those games were just, like, super memorable just because, you know, there were small moments where I got to, like, you know, um, engage and be there with the person who, like, put me on to this whole thing in the first place. And it's just kind of funny when someone's like really focused. It's like, um, I don't know if you watch uh, baseball or not, but it's like touching Adrian Beltre's head. You know, <laughs> yeah. This, just like, you've, you've referenced Adrian Beltre and you've referenced Kevin Euclid to me in the past week. Yeah, I'm, I'm all <laughs> about a range. I'm all about a, a third baseman with really good uh, WRC plus. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I picked Blake only because, um, you know, he, he's just like a very special person to me in my career and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, when when the Raptors had that 0.9 seconds where I was like, holy shit, they're going to win the title. I, I hugged Blake on Meteor Row and then he like pushed me off because <laughs> he's like, yeah, I, I can't wait to draw. I, I got to sketch out where everybody is in the 0.9 second inbound play right here. But then afterwards, he's he gonna t- break down uh, Steve Kerr's uh, full court press with the Raptors up four. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And um, no, he's just like, I don't know, man. He just, uh, yeah. Afterwards, we like kind of exchange smiles over that. It was really cool to have that moment with him. So I'm, I'm choosing Blake, but honestly, it's, it's a hate pick because he he does suck to watch basketball with. <laughs> no, shout outs to Blake, man. Um, I do learn a lot. I feel like I learn a lot sitting next to Blake. And, you know, I had a chance to sit next to Lewis uh, a few times mm. this season, too. And I honestly learn a lot from Lewis, too. Um, and I really respect these guys whenever they ask me basketball questions. Like, I'm actually, um, you know, tracking the same stuff as them. So, shouts uh, to you guys. Did they also mistake um, you for me and, and, and wonder if that was one of the 10 things? No, that, no that, that's the other dude. <laughs> this man really asked. He's like, can't wait. Can't wait to see you break down that last Milwaukee position, possession on 10 things. <laughs> and Cash, Cash just looked at me like, holy shit. Do you understand what's happening here? Um, yeah, no, I can't wait to be back on Media Row talking EPL with UNV. Uh, you know which side I'm on. Well, I, I actually don't, to be honest. <laughs> can I still get that? Uh, can I still get that jersey though? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's mine now, bro. That's tough. Yeah. Um, okay, next on the list um, is recording. Run it back with you. Mm. 
Um, okay. I don't even remember. Do you remember the last shoot that we did? I feel like it was in Chinatown. Um, no, it no, wasn't. it was it was at that other place. Fuck. It was another one of those pan Asian bars. It's the same place you went to shoot with um with with Kayla, and, and when right. I was in Mexico City. I forgot what yeah. the what the what the bar is called. Mahjong Bar is that what the one? I think it might be Mahjong Bar. Yeah, yeah it was on Dundas, like Oz, Dundas Ossington area. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Um, man, and we didn't even know that was going to be the last episode because that was at the same time Rudy Gobert was just touching every mic in Utah. Bro, uh, why was he doing that? We just didn't know. We didn't know. But I feel like at that moment, because the Raptors just wrapped up their road trip, right? Because we did that episode about the Rudy Gobert. Um, uh, game against the Raptors mm-hmm. and then they were supposed to play Detroit on the Saturday they were going to come home they had that whole week off and I don't know during that week I was already pretty sure that we weren't going to be at the arenas because that was when the league was starting to send out these memos to prepare teams to not right. not have fans right yeah well they sent out a memo being like uh, don't make our players sick like uh, stay six feet away make sure you bring like a boom mic and stuff like that and just like you know st- keep it at distance meanwhile we, the Raptors had just like I don't know, bodied up. We're, we're fighting. Remember the, the last play Rudy Gobert made um, was fighting OG Ananobi. Remember that? Try, try to cheap <laughs> yeah, shot OG. Right. You know what I mean? Yo, nobody should try to go at OG, man. He doesn't care. He definitely doesn't care. And also, like, you know, yeah, it would have been more, uh, I guess, in retrospect, if, if Rudy had known, he should have just coughed on him or something. But it's good that he didn't. It's good that he did not do that. <laughs> Because the Raptors had a charity bowling thing the next day, too, right? When they yeah, came back. which I was at, which I, you know, was not necessarily scared, but, like, it was sort of like, oh, shit. What if, like, you know, um, they tested positive and then maybe anyone at the at the event will test positive? Because it was a pretty small space, but uh, thankfully they were all fine and we're all fine. But, um, yeah, run it back was – the last year was good. Um, I think we both took a we, – we shared a cab to – I think you were going to the Eaton Center because your bar, your um, tailor's there. Well, when when are you getting close tailored, man? What do you, what do you? Just pants, man. You getting your Zito shirt tailored so you can look slimmer on the running back shoots? Like, what's going on? I love how that Zito shirt is now my SVP. Yo, what's why were you wearing it like three episodes in a row? Like, I, that's my home shirt, man. Um, that's, why do you only have one home shirt? shirt? Yo, you'd be hilarious. I should take a photo of all the t-shirts I own. I literally have a thousand t-shirts that's and I, somehow that's... I'm only wearing that one. Uh, yes, I was. You did drop me off because uh, I had to pick up some pants. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I miss doing those shoots. We should do a socially distance episode in like two months or something. Yeah, there was that one time I saw you when I came to deliver. A... What I gave... I gave you? Oh, I gave you a webcam. Oh, you came to deliver the webcam. yeah. Uh, and you were wearing the biggest mask I've ever seen. <laughs> like, like, think about the size of Will's head, and it still went up to his eyes. It's, if you imagine, like, a do-rag, but just on the opposite side of the head. <laughs> like, that was, like, a custom sizing. That's, like, a Shaq size 15 shoe, but a mask. <laughs> uh, but, no, for sure, when we shoot again, uh, our first episode has to be at SVP, I feel like. Yeah, no, we've done enough uh, advertising for that That. that that uh, company like we should we should go it's it's close and um and and yeah maybe we could do a little shopping afterwards maybe we can make it like um like a really (laughs) really, i was gonna say a really discount version of that uh, that uh what's his name nick the nick the puma whatever his name is what's his name oh yeah nick the paula joe la puma no joe la puma bro how is that possible how is your name already one of the brands of the shoes like is that his nickname like (laughs) 
Like, this is like, like if you're like Will, Will Asics. Yeah, well, okay, all right. <laughs> You'd have to go there. Right. Okay, so if we shoot at SVP, um, what do you want the backdrop to be? The hats, the shoes? Like, is there a specific section you would want mm. in the backdrop? Um, probably the upstairs. They have a, a like a soccer section where they have like cleats and stuff like that. Um, but they have like old jerseys that are not old jerseys, but just like jerseys from like one or two seasons ago because they're like cheaper now and on discount. So maybe put those in the background. You know, like you get like a like a green Juventus um, kit that says Jeep in the front, or like a pink Manchester United jersey. You know, because there's like there's some pretty good ones that they have up there that are legitimately like pretty good steals. Like if you're getting that for like sixty bucks, that's that's not bad. So yeah, when I was walking by the other day. I think they're giving away like Raptors championship hats if you spend like thirty dollars. Yeah, no, they do good. They do good deals and stuff like that, man. They'll sponsor me already. God, probably spent seriously like, forty bucks at that place <laughs> yeah, over like eight years. <laughs> this guy's only here for the deep discounts, man. Um, next on the list, um, you know what? I was doing this. I realized you do a a lot of Raptors content. You know, I feel like that's obvious, but like. You've got Run It Back, you've got the podcast, you write 10 things, you did the call-in show. Am I missing anything? Um, You know, we do those sort of videos at Yahoo, I guess. Um, yep, the videos you know, as well. Radio appearances and shit like that, yeah. But I mean, and of course, yep. like occasional columns, which I wish I had more time to write, but um, I don't know. No Turns one makes more active what... content than you, bro. Well, I don't know, man. The game's now, I mean, it used to be that way, but I think the game got really... um. You know, it got really, uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of competition now, you know? People trying to be you, bro. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I guess so. That's that's not really something to aspire to, but uh, I guess so. Eh? Um, so the next on the list, I mentioned that because um, the Raptors call-in show. Um, you know, I think you guys, you and Josh need to post um gather all the kyle lowry like slander tweets that people get mad at and then just mm. have fans call in for three hours responding to them i honestly think that would be a hilarious episode that honestly yeah that would be good um it would require me doing a lot of work but um <laughs> <laughs> i love how that's always the impediment to any idea i suggest yeah i don't know man i'm just mad i don't i feel i feel maybe it's the amount of work i'm doing but it just feels kind of exhausting but yeah i mean that would make for a good episode um shout out to you didn't did you did you sub on one time you were begging to come on the to okay i wasn't begging yeah i was begging um you were begging yeah i did i did come on was it with you or with josh i think it was when josh was in australia or vietnam oh yeah that's right that's when i predicted the win streak Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Shout out to you for doing that. What did you say, 12? I did say 12, yeah. yeah. Uh, the key is just to pick the easiest part of the schedule and, and predict that every year until it happens. Um, wow, okay. That win streak right. was kind of wild, though. Like, Kobe passed away in the middle of it. Yep, yep. That was actually, yeah, I mean, Pascal, had like, he scored like 25 points in the first quarter. It was unbelievable, but no one cared because, again, it was just like such a sad day. Yeah, and the Raptors almost lost that game. Um. Yeah, they did. Yeah, the Spurs made a big comeback, and the Spurs had already made a big comeback in the previous game where they they lost at Scotiabank. So <laughs> you'll remember when Demar dunked on Chris Boucher. Oh yeah, 
Oh my god. Oh shit. That yeah, that feels like six years ago now, but yeah, definitely. That was terrible. I feel bad for that Chris. look on Boucher's face because he knew he was hitting Instagram <laughs> right away. <laughs> oh man, no, that was a one was night like, Chris oh, Boucher shit, went man. silent. Like, he was shook. He, he was silent on IG. Oh man. And then I think Nick didn't play him for like the next four games. That wasn't even his fault, oh, man. Like it was like in transition or some shit. Like it's not like he came over late. Come on, man. That was a nasty dunk, though. Damn. Um, mm. All right. Rest of the list. Uh, next on my list was just reading your 10 things. Uh, you know, I just remember so many days where, you know, the following day I'd grab uh, a meal in Chinatown and just sit down and read 10 things. Um, used to be part of my routine. So okay. wow. uh, where, where, you go, where are you going back. in Chinatown? Uh, this place called uh, a traditional chinese bun i want to say it's a really good dumplings oh okay okay yeah yeah yo they gotta yeah, do better job naming it. yeah it's really bad um uh, that the names the names are always terrible i, I love that place because uh, on several occasions now um there's been like white people who've called in to to try to make an order and the lady there gets so frustrated she's like i don't understand what you're saying and she just hangs up and doesn't yo. take the order <laughs> and i really I'm respect like, that, yo, I respect that so much. They're like, yo, I don't want this sale. You're 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 screaming on the phone right now. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's 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 really a, a mood in life, to be honest. So yeah, no, that really cemented uh them as as my favorite spot. Uh the next thing is just you know, Raptors players uh creating content. You know, we were talking about the the week when the league shut down. That's when Mark and Serge uh filmed their Avec class episode. Right, right. Um, and that's when they put out that Slam uh, magazine cover and they did the behind-the-scenes video interview with, with all the guys. Um, like, the Raptors players are just, like, elite at creating content. Yeah, no, we're really lucky in that sense. Um, you know, um, you know, I, 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 like, it's just there's just not a lot of guys like Serge, for example, who can really r- rally people and also just, like, be good. Because we've seen a lot of player content that's not good. You know what I mean? Like, it's... It's it's always good. You always want to like look at and see what players are doing because like that's there's so much interest in our lives. But like Serge actually is able to play host. He's able to bring that personality of his own, but also mesh with other people. So that's really nice. But um, also, I, I just wanted to think back on that event class episode with Marcus All because like he just looks so big <laughs> in that video. <laughs> he showed up to Yorkdale in like a uh, vest and like shorts and sandals. Vest, shorts, sandals. Um, I think open toe sandals. This was in March because that's when the league shut down, so it was still cold outside. And he also showed up wearing like um those. What? How do I don't know how else you would call those other than like police glasses? You know what I'm talking about? Like, like a distinct <laughs> shape. You know, like yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like it covers like so much UV. Or like, what are you trying to do here? Like, um. But yeah, like he he came up in that outfit, and and I think maybe it was just the vest was open or whatever. But it was not flattering seeing him in that in that light. And now that you're seeing him slim down and stuff like that, it's just it's it's like half of a person. So um, I don't I don't think he's looked better in his career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there was like a, there was one season like 2014, 2015, the year he won All NBA. Um, that year he slimmed down dramatically as well. But I think slimming down and then growing out your hair really does help yeah no this is the best he's ever looked um next on the list uh recording podcast with you in the ernst and young room (laughs) just for the memories 
Um, and also, uh, just miss uh, uh, the slander pods that you do with Assad. Oh man! Uh, in general, shouts to Assad. I'm gonna have Assad on the pod. We're gonna do the definitive podcast episode oh. on my accounting career. <laughs> yes. No. Fuck, man. I've been waiting for this. Like, I actually, I'm dying for this content, man. <laughs> he hit to- me up. He hit me up uh, the other day just to just for accounting career advice, and we basically did a whole pod on DMs. So we're gonna do wow. it. Wow. Okay. That's that's great. I mean, um. You know, I think, you know, you, I, I don't know what your relationship is with Assad, but all I remember is when you came back to Toronto and you had this like um, homecoming party at um, Ocho, the hotel yes, Ocho. Ocho. Shout, you know who hooked that up? Uh, Mark Savelle. Shout out Mark Savelle. Oh yeah? Wow. He got, he got, he got the connect like that. Okay. That's, that was a nice place. Like I thought it was a nice setting. And um, yeah, uh, Assad was there, which I didn't know you guys were close like that. So um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just... we speak once. We speak once every two years. Uh, but you know, <laughs> he wanted some real advice on. I, I basically we speak on DMs once every two years, and then I see him at the three on three tournament. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. And yeah, but we're gonna do the definitive ep- episode. Uh, shout suicide. I basically just told him to uh take his music stuff seriously if he really wants to get out. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> do you think I'm giving the right advice? <laughs> um. His music is really not that bad, man. Like you can, like you know, even jokes aside, like I'm, I'm, you know, it's it's like I would like to sign her, but like he he puts effort into it. Like it sounds good. I think he produces his own stuff too. So um, we should do a slander pod where we just listen to his music. <laughs> nah, come on, man. Come on, man. I, 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 I've I've gotten Assad on so many times to do free work for a podcast that uh, I, I can't <laughs> can't in all consciousness uh, knock his his music. No, but legit, I told him I'm like, if you're serious about it, you can't be like halfway in yeah like if there's something you really want to do like you really have to just do it like you can't just play it off as it's a hobby yeah if you really want to do it yeah i mean exactly right you, you can't play it off as just a hobby and i think w- with Assad, like he's he's really first off he's mad young i don't know i think he's like two years younger than me so he's um you know he's he's really young he's been working for a while i think you know he's it's really cool that he's supporting his family and stuff like that and He's just a really good, honest dude, man. I mean, maybe you, when you hear him on podcasts or you see his tweets, like you kind of get an idea of a guy who's like much more brash or much more arrogant than he is. Um, he's a really humble, like down to earth dude, um, you know. And yeah, I've always, uh, I've always appreciated Assad and uh, the Slander Pod, man. Because yo, sometimes it's like mad late. I got to write ten things. He's waiting like an hour, but he's still keeping that same like hype energy. Because it's like the thirty point comeback happens, I gotta spend an hour writing ten things, and an hour later he's still got the same you know um, intensity to come out here and roast um, the line right on his handles. So, <laughs> yeah. No, shout to Assad, man. Um, so two more on the list. Uh, next one, uh, things I miss is the uh, media room hot dog. Um, and as an addendum, uh, uh, just Adrian Griffin and Nate Borgren uh, just eating the media meal all the time. <laughs> oh yeah well, well we're really gonna expose the man's like that but... <laughs> no this is uh you oh, know this is just the behind the scenes content that people want oh yeah that is true they really do come in a lot um and, and get the free media meal i mean look the media meal is not bad that's the thing like they're not coming into eating like um joe ingles is like you know, you know four course <laughs> dinner or whatever you know they're not eating the troy daniels meal like it, it's actually decent sometimes it's bad but sometimes it's it, most times it's decent um but it is always funny when they come in because 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Do the Raptors not provide their own, like, catering? I know for the players, like, in the locker room, they have, like, a whole kitchen in there, basically, in the back. Oh, yeah, no, for sure they have access to that, too. But so why don't, why don't I, I they just eat that? I feel like that's probably better food than what, what we're getting. I think it just speaks to the quality of the media meal sometimes, that yeah. they know they have the option to pick and choose. Uh, the thing I love is sometimes when we're in the Raptors locker room before the game, and obviously the kitchen is right there, and there's just really strong smells. Like um, mm. every three games, it just smells like fish, um, and <laughs> okay. it's like not pleasant. It's the black cod that Joe Wolfon wants to eat uh, at Disney World. Yo, oh, by the way, what did, what did he it, say? It, he said black cod with miso sauce. Uh, yo, yo, we can't yeah. roast Joe Wolfon. I love that dude. Um, so, if you had to pick a meal, um, if you got to choose any meal you want when you make the finals at Disney World, uh, what are you picking? This is kind of like the Wait, question about your last meal, but like your first meal, basically. From from the media's, like from Raptors media. No, so you're like, so you're at Disney World, and uh-huh. you can pick any meal you want delivered to you. Wow. Okay. You can have one meal to celebrate making the finals. Um, what would you pick? Oh, man, <laughs> this guy's gonna make them send in chicken feet from the nearest <laughs> TNT. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even want chicken feet from an actual restaurant. I want it specifically from a grocery store. <laughs> what would be your meal? Your your one meal request at Disney World? Um, I might get like a like a pork bone stew or something like that. Yeah, I'm like I don't know. I'm really craving. No way, bro! You think Tillman Fertitta's gonna make you a pork bone stew? <laughs> Come on! Man. No, I want I want a very traditional pork bone stew. Okay, I want it stewed for hours. Fall off the bone type of meat. Um, no, I mean, actually, honestly, there was a, I was in Orlando last year and um, a friend of mine uh, led, took me to this like Cambodian restaurant and that was really, really good. I forget what the restaurant's name is, but that was the only good meal I had in Orlando because um, yeah, it just, I, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe we just didn't have enough time, but I, I think the first day there, Amit walked like half an hour from our hotel in downtown Orlando so you could get a Subway sandwich. Like you should never have to walk half an hour for a Subway sandwich, and it was sad. He came back with like a a, a Subway sandwich, a Gatorade, like like some batteries, and I was like, "Yo, what are you trying to do here, man?" <laughs> this is not He's food eating for the human. batteries first. I was gonna say, "This is not food for a human." Like, what are you doing? Do you think if LeBron requests uh, a park bone stew, that somebody would be able to get that from? Um, I, I would hope so, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Do you think LeBron's still been doing Taco Tuesdays, but with these like prison meals, like that's <laughs> just it would uh, be fun. Oh man, Disney World's gonna be wild. Um, the what, last thing what, I missed. What's your last meal, man? What? <laughs> My last meal. Um, let me see. I don't know, man. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I said Swiss Chalet yesterday to Wolfon because I love Swiss Chalet. Okay. And well, that's, that's apparently that's controversial. Fucking, that's fucking disturbing, man, that you said that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Swiss Chalet, man. Just a quarter chicken meal. Maybe some extra fries, too. Love the fries. Oh, Love dipping the fries in the Swiss Chalet sauce. Just a great meal, man. Comfort food. It's white comfort food. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess so, it is. I, but isn't all like comfort food white comfort food? Like, I feel like comfort <laughs> food is like anything like a burger, like a, like ribs and like... um. You know, like no, but like congee. Salad. I consider congee to be comfort food. Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, big shout out to uh, big shout out to Cobb salad. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I'm a big fan of the Cobb salad. Yeah, good, good, good. I, I, I'm happy you're a man of taste because that Cobb salad slaps. Um, uh, especially yeah, I the, love to order that for eighteen dollars at restaurants. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why it has to be eighteen dollars for some fucking shredded chicken and a, and a boiled egg, but when it's made well, it actually is pretty nice. <laughs> you really just need to slice some avocado and like boil two eggs, have <laughs> some chicken. No, but um, yeah, shouts to the Cobb salad. All right, last thing that I miss, uh, it's just honestly. Uh, the Raptors losing their chance at having a playoff run at home as defending champions. Uh, I think just having that taken away really sucks. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't really know what else to say about that other than, you know, like that, that environment was great. Like I think some of my favorite memories of just like that playoff run was like, you know, um, seeing the media there um, super late and then I'll just like grab you or V and, or like Wolfon or whoever. Um, and then we just like go into that weird little dungeon of that in that room that smells like beans and then we would like <laughs> then do a pod and then and then come out afterwards and there's still people around it's like 2 a.m at that point um you know it, it's just you know it was it just getting into the arena was like such a difficult experience for me like career-wise that like once i was in there and being able to experience all of it, it was really fun and there was like great moments too because you just catch like some because you never know what happens at the end of nba games like sometimes there'll be a section of fans still waiting around because it's croatian heritage night and dario sarwich is in town you know, and like two hours after the game, you get to see Dario Sarwich give a speech and you can't record the reaction podcast because it, it's too loud. Um, these are real experiences that you get to, you miss out on, apparently. Um, or even like, you know, after game six, like they drop all the confetti and all the families and more stuff or like waiting for the players to like finish and wrap up and stuff like that. And, you know, just like experience with just like going out um, to uh, the arena and, and like getting on the floor and like being with a like, throw some confetti as well before you, you know, you realize you're a professional media person. Um, it's, it's just fun. Or, or, you know, like after game six, like there were a, a bunch of the Raptors after they did the, the media stuff, wanted to go out to Jurassic park to like, you know, go out and see the fans like that. The fans had already apparently moved on, but um, just like chasing the players through the arena. So it, it's just, it's fun, man. It, it's, 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 you get to experience so much in the arena and it does suck that we won't get to be there anymore. You know? Yeah, you know, so many great memories, especially from last season. I'll never forget watching uh, game one of the finals um, with you and our boy Dan Wykey. Our boy. He loved, um, (laughs) Uh, what's that jelly bean thing that he was always getting with his $20 (laughs) vouchers? Was it a jelly bean thing? He was kind of like Jolly Ranchers or something, but every time he would come back to the the, the thing with with Jolly Ranchers, it was actually pretty funny. No, I think, um, you know, of all the games... um, the game one is is really memorable to me. I just it was just amazing to see the arena like host a finals game and just how hyped the crowd was. Like I'll mm. never forget that. Word. Yeah, it was it was I mean, I don't know, man. It sounds so corny, but when they were playing the national anthem and like the you know it just it sounds great. Oh, also big shout out to Doug Tranquata. Why? Because he gets paid to not sing the anthem. Yo, he only, yo that's unbelievable. That I, I want a job like that where you just like I write two things out of ten, and then the rest of the crowd gives another. <laughs> you just hold the mic out on Twitter, and people just at you with eight things, and you just retweet it. <laughs> that's uh, basically what that, he does. That's my goal of my uh, career now. Yo, that guy is the biggest grifter. Yo, it was great, man. The game one win, and then Obama was there for game two. Yeah, I think Keyshawn got Even the photo. Eight- Maybe. Yeah, Keyshawn got the photo. I still need to get that photo from him so I can frame it. Um, and even Game Five, I mean the the KD injury, but man, 
yeah, game five was 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 crazy too. And obviously, you were on the road for Game Six. Yeah, it just sucks. We're not gonna have those memories, but whatever. I guess if they win the championship at Disney World, it'll still count as a championship. Yeah. Well, I mean, I look forward to it. I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's not it's hard to complain about the job in general, you know. Even if we were just watching on TV, it'd still be great. Yeah. No, for sure. All right, that's it. Will uh, appreciate you killing an hour with me. Um, you'll be back next week. We're gonna go through the maps. The Raptors' thirty-point comeback against the Mavs. I can't wait, man. It's a it's, it's a slander pod. Six months removed from the actual game itself. Can't yeah, w- I'm just gonna listen to your pod that you did and read your ten things. Can't wait. And to... Basically, just throw it back at you. Yo, my favorite thing about that game, obviously the thirty-point comeback. But the second favorite thing is every time um, Ryan Brokoff checked into the game, Herbie would be like subbing into the game for Chris Porzingis, Ford, Ryan Brokoff. Yo, it literally yeah. sounded like he was barfing in his mouth as he said that name. It was so funny because I had no idea who this man was. And I actually needed Herbie to tell me who that man was. And he was just so blatantly <laughs> mispronouncing his name. Oh, man. What an incredible game. All right. We'll revisit that. All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Peace.